Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Uh, the Prince of Peace. The title I've given this message is The Prince of Peace for a Chaotic World. You know, when you think of peace, that's something most people, uh, well, most are looking for peace of some sort. Uh, some are looking for peace within, maybe in their heart, uh, peace, they, you know, some contentment in life. Uh, there are some that are looking for peace with others. Uh, you know, unfortunately, this is the time of year sometimes where, uh, you know, we think families should get together, but sometimes they don't because there can be conflict. And so some are looking for peace amongst others. And then, of course, when you think about uh, the global scene, you also have people who are looking for what we'd call global peace or national peace. And that's something that is not only, I think, people are hoping for or are striving for, but uh, something that people, I think, would like to see because there's so much violence and, and war going on. You know, I think just in my lifetime that I can think back to you know, presidential candidates, almost every presidential candidate has either promised to, to work on or, or said they had a plan to bring peace to the Middle East, almost every one of them. And I think almost every president, president in my lifetime has strived to do that, uh, yet we find that's not happening or it has not happened. And this morning, that leads me into the title this morning, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The one who was promised to come and provide peace. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning is the peace that Jesus Christ is able to give. He's able to give to you. He's able to bring into your family, into your home, into a church, uh, even eventually into the world. The, the peace that only Christ can give. And so this morning I'm going to give you three thoughts. I have an outline uh, that I'm going to attempt to follow the best I can and we'll go through this. We're going to talk about the Prince of Peace for a chaotic world. I just have three uh, points I want to bring up this morning. We're talking about peace with God, how everyone needs to have peace with God. And then the peace of God, which is going to be focused on the peace you can have within after you know God. And then finally, the peace from God, the peace that our world desperately needs. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So here's the first one. Uh, peace with God. Peace with God. You know the book of Romans. Let's go over to Romans chapter 5. I want to read a verse here at the beginning of this chapter. In Romans chapter 5, and in verse 1 it says, Therefore being justified by faith, he says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thought I want to give to you this morning is to have peace with someone means at some point there was no peace. There was conflict. And that's the first thought I'll share with you. The conflict that people have with God. You see, conflict is when two or more sides oppose each other. And as far as the scriptures are concerned, the Bible teaches that when someone is a sinner, and they're in their sin, that they're opposed to God. They're separated from God. There's opposition. You know, the Bible tells us in Genesis that God created man perfect. Adam and Eve were created perfect. They were placed in a perfect environment. Uh, you know, there's no reason why, as far as our world's concerned, they should have ever sinned. Because they were placed in this perfect environment, had, relation, had a relationship with the Creator, and everything they desired or could want was right there. Yet the Bible tells us that they disobeyed. They disobeyed God. 
is what they did, and they sinned against God. Now, before we put all the blame on them, uh, we, we're all sinners, okay? So we, we've all made that mistake. We've all done our own thing. We've all been rebellious at some point in our life, and so we've all sinned. But that's the problem here, sin. And we find over in the book of Genesis that sin produced what we would call a barrier between God and man. There's a wall put up, so to speak. There's opposition now. You know, we don't like to think of a sinner being an enemy to God, but that's what they are. They're, they're opposed to God. And there's uh, an enemy against God. Now, this explains the lack of peace in this world. That's what it explains. It explains why there are problems in this world. Because the world's filled with sin and sinners. And when you have that, you're going to have problems. The reason, there's a reason why you probably lock your doors at night. Not because you don't like other people, because you don't trust other people. Because there's sin, and there's sinners in this world. And so what we find is the problems came in with sin. Well, the answer is Jesus Christ. And that's the answer we get from God. Turn with me if you would to the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. John, chapter 3, verse 16. Perhaps the most known verse of the entire Bible. John, chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What we find is God determined. God determined to settle the matter. Now, what I mean by that is God looked down upon the earth, there's no peace, there's chaos. And God said, I'll provide the answer. And that was his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's why we celebrate Christmas, because Christ was sent in the world, took on the form of a man, and was born there in Bethlehem, in that manger. What we find is that was all due to God, sending his son into the world. And he sent Christ as a mediator. You know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 9, verse 6, the Prince of Peace. He sent him to make peace between mankind and God the Father. You see, when there's a conflict, there's often a mediator needed. Someone who will bring the two sides together. And that's what Jesus Christ does. He brings sinners to God the Father. So they can be accepted. They can be forgiven. You know, Romans 5 verse 1 talks about, we read it there a few minutes ago, being justified. Justified. Now, being justified, is that refers to someone standing before God. That they're just before the Lord. They've been saved. They've been forgiven. And they are justified before God. In other words, they now have peace with God. Now let's just consider this for a moment. Here's what Christ does. If someone that is a sinner, which we all are, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we want to know God the Father and have a relationship with Him, that sin has to be addressed. That's what it amounts to. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, Christ was sent to die on the cross to pay the price for sin, to make the atonement. So that way we could be saved. So you could be saved here this morning. And if you have repented and believed on Christ, then you're saved. And the moment you accepted Christ or believed on Christ in your heart, not only were you saved, but you also, you're no longer in opposition to God, brought into His family. Okay, you're part of the family of God, and you now have peace with God. And that's the thought here. You have peace with God through Jesus Christ. 
You know, He's the only one that can bring this peace into your life. There's a, I call it the devil's lie. You know, he's got a bunch of lies out there. But the one that's really being promoted, and it's not just this generation, it's been in other generations, is the lie that, oh, you can just find your way to God, whatever way works best for you. That's a devil's lie, folks. Bible teaches there's only one way to God the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. He himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to make sure that you have come to God through Jesus Christ. Because if not, then you haven't come to God the Father. And you need to. And so that's what Christ has done. He has brought peace into the world. And he allows us to have peace with God. And this peace is the most important peace of all. Okay? Now, I'd like to have... World peace. It'd be great to have peace in our country. Be, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to, to, to go to bed at night and not have to lock the doors? Uh, because there's peace in our city. That'd be wonderful. But the most important peace you can have is being right with God. That's the most important peace you can have here this morning. You know, someone once said this. And it's kind of an interesting comment. They said this, be at war with anyone else but God. And I think that's how we have to approach life. Make sure that you're right with God and that you have peace with Him. And until one has peace with God, there will never be peace within. There's always going to be a conflict. So I encourage you to make sure you're saved. If you're not sure of your salvation, salvation is, is simple. It's understanding you're a sinner. Understanding you can't save yourself. Uh, nobody else in this world can save you either because we're all in the same boat, so to speak. Repent. And repentance is a change of mind. Change of mind towards sin, change of mind towards yourself, towards God. Repent and believe on Christ and be saved. So I encourage you to make that decision this morning if you have not. That leads me to my second thought on peace. And that is peace of God, the peace of God. You know, you can be saved, and I think you've probably discovered this more this today or at some point in your life after you've been saved. That uh, Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're exempt from all the difficulties and trials in this world. Uh, we still live in a world of sin. All right? We still live in a world of sin. And we are going to face some difficulties uh, and some trials just from living in a world of sin. Uh, for example, uh, as far as I know, Christians still get flat tires. Cars still break down. We still have problems. You see, it's just part of living in a world of sin. It's, it's just part of it. And you say, well, sin? Well, yeah, you know, everything that mankind has made, nothing is going to last forever. And we try to do our best. But we have troubles still. We have trials. And then, of course, you can even have troubles because of sinners, other people in the world that give you a difficult time or make things difficult. And so we still have these problems to deal with. Let me give you some difficulties that you may have to deal with. First, uh, sin and temptation. They abound. They abound. You're going to be tempted to sin. You may have been tempted to sin this morning. Uh, You may be tempted this afternoon, tomorrow. Those temptations are out there. And we just need to understand that. Uh, How about troubles and trials? They're going to be out there. Uh, Health issues are always going to be there. It's just part of living in a world of sin and having this body that we have. We're going to have those situations. Uh, Also, isn't it easy to become agitated in this world? Uh, I'll give you one example. I can turn on the news and I get agitated within a few minutes sometimes. Uh, finding out what's going on in the world. I, you know, And it's easy to become agitated. Uh, it's easy to become discouraged at times. And it's all because we live in an imperfect world. That's where we live. And we're still here. Now here's the problem. Okay, We have problems. But here's often the big problem. is People turn, even Christians, often turn to the wrong source for help. 
that's a problem. Folks, you see, the Prince of Peace, Christ, is the source that we have, the source of help. Of course, He's given us the Spirit. He's given us His Word. We have direction. But it's Christ who provides power and strength so we can live. You know, often people turn to the world seeking their peace. Uh, What ends up happening, some will go after alcohol. They're not finding real peace. Uh, They may check out a reality for a little bit, but the problems remain, and there's really no peace. Uh, And the same with drugs, same with other addictions of certain types, uh, or even man-made methods trying to to solve problems. Uh, Folks, sometimes there can be some ease of pain, is what I'll call it, but there's no real remedy. Only Christ provides the lasting peace. Only Christ provides a lasting peace that your heart is longing for. That's just what I'll tell you. He's the only one that can provide this. And that's what we would call perfect peace. Turn over to Philippians chapter 4. You know, everything Jesus Christ did was perfect. Everything. He didn't make a mistake down here on earth. Uh, You know, I think of mistakes. It's so easy to make mistakes in life. It's easy to misplace things. Have you ever misplaced your keys? I've misplaced my keys. I've misplaced my phone. I don't know how many times I have to ask my wife, you know, can you call my phone? <laughs> I don't know where it's at. And hopefully I left the, the sound on so I can hear it. It's so easy just to misplace things. It's so easy to make mistakes. And so Christ never made a mistake. Everything He did was perfect. All of His plans, all of His purposes, all of His words, all of His teachings, all of His actions. Everything was perfect. And that includes even the peace that He provides in your life is perfect as well. Philippians chapter 4, if you would. Uh, let me go back and we'll, we'll read here in verse 6. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to talk about that peace for just a moment. The peace of God, it says here, which passeth all understanding. First, let me point out something to you. Notice, uh, it says, be careful for nothing. Notice, don't worry or fret over these things. You know, that, that, you know what that implies? There has to be some faith involved. Okay? Because when we're worrying or we're fretting, that, that means there's a lack of faith. Because we're not trusting God. See, when we're trusting God, there's not the worrying or the fretting because we've put that in God's hands. And God's going to take care of it. God's going to provide. God's going to protect. You know, this can be applied to life in general, at work, parenting with your children. You're going to trust that God is going to take care of things. Oh, you're going to do your best and you're going to do your responsibility. You're going to be faithful. But there's that element of faith that's there. That you're going to trust the Lord to take care of things. And that's what he says here. Be careful for nothing. And then he says here, but everything by prayer and supplications. In other words, we're to go to God. This peace that God gives, he gives to those that, that go to him. See, yeah, he can just give it to you. But he's going to give it to you when you ask him. When you seek him in prayer. When you give thanks unto him. And you make your request made known unto God. And then it says here in verse 7, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So here's some thoughts on this peace. This is a real peace, by the way. It's not just a momentary feeling. This is a real peace that, that refer, excuse me, word refers to some contentment. Contentment. Implying a, a peaceful heart. When everything else may be agitated around you. 
or chaotic. There's peace there. There's some contentment. There's some ease. You see, this peace comes when you trust Christ in all things. I have noticed in my life when, I, when I'm agitated, it's because there's a lack of faith. That's usually what it is for me. It's because I'm just not trusting God to take care of things. I go to Him, I pray, and I, I think I'm leaving Him or giving Him everything, and then I walk away and I still worry. There's a lack of faith. See, we must trust God to take care of those things. And we must trust Him to do what's right. And then we receive that peace. Now, this is the peace, it says here, that passeth all understanding. Uh, Here's the way I'll phrase it. It's the peace that cannot be explained. It has to be experienced. You can't explain the peace that God can give you. And, And let me explain this here. It's difficult to share with others why a believer... Maybe you can relate to this. Why you can go through terrible trials and tragedies and difficulties, yet you can put a smile on your face. Yet you can encourage someone else. Because you've got that peace within. Well, things may not be working out right now, but you know God's in control. See, there's a peace that comes in the heart with the fact that God is there. God's not going to forsake you. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. And there's a peace there. Also, here's another one. It's hard to explain why believers would rather die than turn from their testimony of Jesus Christ. And you know, this is happening today in our world, by the way. Praise God for our freedoms here. Praise God for the freedoms in our country. But there are Christians, there are brothers and sisters in Christ today. There are some that happened this weekend, I was reading in the paper, that have died for their faith. You see, there's a peace that God gives, a strength that God provides. Also, it's impossible to explain the peace that God gives from His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, we really can't explain it, but we can experience it. By the way, that's even better, to be able to experience something and to know it for yourself. And that peace is found from God, and it's through Jesus Christ. And this is the peace that will keep your hearts. It says here, you know, let me read it again, verse 7, he says here, in Philippians chapter 4, Oh, I turned away from it. So let me get back to it. Philippians chapter 4, he says here in verse 7, The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, he says here, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Not just your heart, but your mind as well. See, this is the peace that will keep you from going crazy. This is the peace that will keep you from just being discouraged, overwrought with depression. This is the peace that will keep you stable, keep you strong. In a world of change, in a world of conflict. You see, this is a peace that only comes from Christ. And here's some reasons why. You know what? This is peace because you know Christ has forgiven you of your sin. The guilt's gone. Oh yeah, you may have made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. But if you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And there comes peace with that. Knowing that Christ has forgiven you. Also, this is, this is the peace that comes from knowing Christ understands. You know, He can relate to the difficulties we face. And you know, this Christmas season, we talk about Christ coming to earth. Well, He lived a life here on earth. And you think of some of the trials we may face? Well, He faced some of those. How about forsaken? You ever feel alone? Everyone forsook Him. He understands what it's like to be alone. Have, have anyone ever said anything negative about you? A whole bunch of people said negative things about Him. He understands. You see, when you go through the Gospels, you begin to see, hey, he understands my difficulties. 
and my trials. There's a peace knowing that we have a Savior who understands. Also, we have a Savior who provides power, strength, whatever else is needed. We have a Savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. That's, that's peace, knowing that. You know, that's one of the things I, I think you find in a stable home with children. And by the way, pray for families. You know, the family's under attack in our world today. But you know, when you see a stable home and you see children, there's a peace that's there in that child's life. Because there's stability. There's stability there. Well, as a Christian, you can have that peace in your heart as well. There's stability with Christ, knowing He's never going to leave you nor forsake you, no matter what takes place in your life. Also, there's peace knowing that Christ strengthens and that He'll provide strength for us to do what is right. Let me give you an illustration and how Christ can provide strength. Uh, In 1555, Dr. Nicholas Ridley was sentenced to be burned at the stake in England because of his testimony for Christ and his witness. And he would not recant his faith. So he was sentenced. The night before his execution, his brother visited with him and offered. He said, if I can get permission, I'll stay with you tonight. Encourage you. Help you out. Well, Nicholas Ridley looked and declined. And here's what he said. He said, I intend, God willing, to go to bed and sleep as quietly tonight as I ever did. That's peace, folks. How in the world can a man, knowing he's going to be burned at the stake the next day, say, I'm going to sleep as quietly tonight as I ever have? That's because he had the peace of God in his heart. There was a peace that God gave unto him. Well, the next day he did die. He was burned at the stake. Today he's with God. But you see, he had that peace that God can only give. Now this morning, you may never face that extreme. That's an extreme he faced. And God gave him peace for that. Uh, by the way, another thought on that is the late D.L. Moody was once asked. Someone asked him, they said, do you think you could die for Christ? And you know what his answer was? His answer was, I don't know. He said, but I believe if I'm called upon, God will give me the peace and the strength to do it. See, God will give you the peace you need when you need it. As it's required. And you may not have this extreme, but whatever difficulties you have in your life, whatever is causing discontentment or a lack of peace in your heart, Christ can provide the peace. And that's where we must look to Him. You say, well, how can I have this peace? Well, we've kind of went through it already. You must take your concerns to Him. Trust in Him. Ask Him for help. And then abide with Him and allow Him to work in your heart. And this is what Christ offers as the Prince of Peace. Here's my last one now. And that is the peace from God. You know, I'm going to go back to Isaiah chapter 2. Because I want to just point out to you the last thought. Not only in this message, but really in our series... I want to show you here where Jesus Christ, the prophecy concerning the end times, concerning the Messiah. It says here in verse two or chapter two, excuse me, verse one, uh, the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He says it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. Many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go into the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. 
And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge among the nations, he shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Think about that verse. Isn't that a wonderful thought in a day and age of war, violence? Fighting. You know, what we find here is a promise of peace. That's why I want to start with a promise of peace. You know, someday there will be peace on earth like this. That's a promise that God has given us. That's not just a suggestion or a thought or an idea. This is a prophecy. It will happen at some point. It will take place. And the weapons of war, it says here, will be destroyed. Because there will be no more use for them. Not because the government wants to control the people, but because they don't need them anymore. Nobody's fighting. There's peace amongst everyone. There's peace in the world. It's the the future here. And what we find is the weapons will be removed. Nations will no longer fight. They'll no longer learn war. Now that's an interesting way the Bible puts it. Learn war. You know, uh, one of the... One of the tidbits of history, and I enjoy history, and I, you, know, you might hear this morning, but a lot of our modern technology, a lot of our advancement, we found during war times, whether it's technology of weapons or even hospitals and doctors treating those that have been hurt and wounded, a lot of our modern technologies have been discovered or, or due to what we would call conflicts. But he says here, there's not going to be no need to learn war. They don't have to learn war anymore. There's peace, or there's going to be peace on earth. Now, today, why is there war? Have you ever thought about that? Why is there conflict? It goes back to sin. It goes back to sin. Because when you have sin, you're going to have people who are proud. When you're proud, you want your way. You have people who are selfish. You're going to do everything you can to get your way. And you're going to have people who are disobedient. To God. Obviously, if someone doesn't have any respect for God, why should they have respect for somebody else? You see, that's what we have in our world today. And what we find today is that extends all the way up to leadership in the world. You know, a few of the leaders in our world are what we'd call trustworthy. I'm not going to get into a political message this morning, but I think it's safe to say very few leaders are trustworthy. Uh, they often say one thing and do another. And some will do it throughout the week several times. That's just part of what we find in our world. And it's due to selfish motives, selfish desires. So it's not surprising there's no peace. When the Bible tells us here that at some point there's going to be peace. And that's because the Prince of Peace is going to return. And he's going to establish his kingdom. And he's going to establish a time of peace. And what we find here is the promise of a peace to come. Now, what we find today is this peace is yet in the future. But what you can have this morning is the peace in your heart from God. So here's the conclusion. The Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, was on earth. He walked this earth. And he lived on earth. He, he provided a, a peaceful example of how to live. And he was sent from God to make peace between sinners and God. Also, he provides peace to those that trust in him. And thirdly, he'll return at some point to establish peace on this earth. 
Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me, all three of those things. It's nice to know you can have peace with God. It's nice to know you can have peace with Him. It's nice to know there's going to be a future peace for this world. And I'm grateful that Jesus Christ brings this peace. And I have some questions I'm going to ask you, and we're going to have a time of invitation here in just a minute. First, do you know? Do you know that peace? Have you experienced it in your life? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? And do you have peace with God today? I want to encourage each of you to examine your heart. Make sure you have peace with God. And then secondly, if you have peace with God, do you have the peace of God this morning in your heart? See, there's a difference there. You can be saved, you can be right with God as far as your salvation, but you could be struggling within still. Whether it's rebelling, stubborn, pride, whatever is holding on or, or keeping things from God, maybe this morning... You need to have some things settled with the Lord so you can have that peace with God. Maybe just take some things to God. Seek God so that way you can have that peace. And then finally, as far as peace in this world, let's just thank God that we have a Christ, a Savior who's going to return. And let's look for Him. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.